podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. I'll only be a minute. Come in with me. What is HomeSense anyway? Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the no, table? No, chairs too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans, planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices? You save a lot at HomeSense. This is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for this Sunday evening. Brought to you by Tayrock Watches. Tayrock.com for all your time pieces, as Keith likes to call them. For men, for women, jewellery, gift cards, gifts, all that sort of stuff. Check them out at Tayrock.com and use Daytrippers15 at checkout for 15% off. Before we go on, I want to thank them because they were one of our sponsors that helped out uh, Davo and the lads that ran 300 kilometres in March each for Keen. They were very, very kind, Tayrock in sending all seven lads a watch as a well done for their achievement so I wanted to say that straight off the bat um, you'll notice that there's only three of us tonight and not four um, the reason for that is that Grizz is unwell um, he's in bed recovering um, he hasn't got COVID he has officially has a chest infection um, by all accounts but I'm sure it's on the yellow ticker on Sky Sports as you speak so if you want to switch over and check on Grizz's condition you can and then you'll know exactly where we stand Um this was going to be a Leeds versus Liverpool preview where we are going to talk about how big this game is, how important it is, teams are slipping up, we take our opportunity and we will get to Leeds versus Liverpool in a little bit. But um, it's kind of got taken over today a little bit um, by this talk of a European Super League and... We've seen this loads of times in, in previous years. It always comes up a European Super League, European Super League. And usually it means these big boys are looking for a bit more money off UEFA in the Champions League and they'll get it and they'll move on and we'll, we'll have this conversation in three years time and it'll go the same way. But Shani, I'll come to you first. Um, this feels a very, very different. First of all, I want, I think you agree with that. And the second bit of that is where do you stand on this on? the whole concept and the club being right in the middle of this by the looks of it. Um, I think I echo the sentiment of every single football fan saying the concept in itself is absolutely rubbish. Um, but I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't think this is different to any other time. I think, okay. I think a bluff has been called here in a big game of poker that's about to be played out in the public between uh, a conglomerate of billionaires who own football clubs all over Europe and the governing bodies in charge. And mm-hmm. I think what's happening here is 
I think we to kind of set the tone with Project Big Picture uh, before the ball was kicked this year. Exactly how the big well the, the self proclaimed big six mm-hmm. because Arsenal and Spurs are in there for whatever reason. Um, they're in there anyway. They they all feel that their importance to the Premier League is underplayed by the Premier League itself. And to be honest with you, I probably agree. And there was parts of big picture that I agreed with, and other parts that I didn't. But this this is all a lot of bollocks, Gav. This is this is all got to do with capital. It's it's all got to do with money. Uh, I don't think there's any real appetite for any of the owners to go for a European Super League because I don't think the appetite will be there for the real football fan. I don't, I don't think the people they'll try sell it to, the audience won't be there. Now, one thing I want to highlight that it's annoying me more than anything, don't feel like there's any good guy in this story. Don't feel mm. like that fucking UEFA and the Premier League are backs against the wall here and all about morals and ethics because they're absolutely fucking not. There's no good guy here. This is billionaires playing with billionaires. That's all it is. And it's a call to power and a pure power grab by the likes of Henry, Cronky, the Glazers, Florentino Perez and Barca. But the Spanish clubs, I kind of get it because they, they need money. But ask yourself the question. Sky have maintained this stance from the off now, ultra offensive with Neville and Kane and the likes. They've a horse in the race. Who's going to watch the Premier League without Liverpool, Manchester United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Man City, Chelsea? Who's going to watch it? Who's going to pay for that avenue, the, the revenues? Who's gonna, what advertisers are going to pay for this? Who's going to tune into the Champions League with no Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, Liverpool, Man City, you name it, all the top team? Nobody. So the big the, the owners here know that they have power and they just want their Jews because it is their Jews. Let's not make fucking bones about it. And don't think that the lads over in the Bundesliga are being the best boys. The rules there forbid any company from owning a majority share in the clubs. So they don't get a say. So that's not why they're involved. So it will never come around to it. This is just an opportunistic cash grab by the American owner. And to be honest with you, I'm disappointed that we're at the forefront of it because I'm not stupid enough to know that football is not a socialist game anymore. But when you see that they kind of put at risk the integrity of the competitions that we all love so much and have so many memories and being successful of, just for a couple of hundred million. It's a little bit shitty. It's a little bit of crap. And it goes back on what John W. Henry Ford said when he took over this club, that he'll always listen to the fans and it's not about capital to him. Well, I'm afraid it looks completely different now that it is. Yeah, I must say that the club haven't said anything on it. But, you know, there's there's a lot a lot is coming out and, you know, no smoke without fire and stuff like that. You know, Megan McCallion says apparently the 12 clubs involved did not show up to an emergency call today with the European Club Association. Keith, uh, we were talking about this earlier, right? And it was like they're getting 450 million euros each if they go into this. Where's the advantage, Keith? Because, like, I always understood this as this. Let me put it to, to you straight. I always understood that if you went into a European Super League, it would just knock the UEFA Champions League out of the way, right? It'd be basically, it'd be an independent thing where UEFA wouldn't have hold over. You play in your domestic league, you qualify for this European Super League, and that's the way it was going to go. More money, whatever it might be. But it wouldn't affect your domestic side of things, 
right? But now I'm looking at this and like the the, the threats made by by UEFA tonight in correspondence with Premier League and La Liga or whoever it might be that we'll we'll ban you from domestic football, we'll ban you from European football, we'll, you might be able to play internationals and stuff like that. Where is the advantage for these clubs other than capital, right? Where did he go with this? Because it makes no sense to me because. Th- if if you're in the European Super League and you're playing the Premier League, you could you could conceivably end up with the team in seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth taking the four Champions League spots. It makes no sense, does it? I always thought I always thought it was a Super League. It just replaced the Champions League. But this looks like we're going to go away from that. And there's no point in being in domestic football because what are you playing for? You're playing for nothing. Yeah, I think Sean he touched on the the big project, big picture earlier when the the top six clubs are. Well, there was more than top six, and that wasn't it. it. Was there was a few the the true Everton and someone else, the longest uh, Premier League teams or something in there to 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 give them more power and more voting rights. And I think the European clubs just you know I don't think personally there's going to be a European Super League anytime soon but I think it could be something that's down the line but I do think this is just a power grab by the the powers that be 450 million or whatever I'm assuming that's just your sell your soul for 470 odd million and then the prize money comes in after that when there's all TV revenues and all that because look yeah, if you the, look the, at it the, the, the reported figure is the, uh, what's that crowd in Canada DAZM yeah, yeah, they're they're talking about three point seven billion in TV rights. Yeah, so you can see where it's gonna all and it's gonna grow from there. I mean, you can see why the clubs doing, and you can see why the American owners are heavily at the forefront of this sort of thing because it's very much a an American um, model. You know, there's no relegation, no sort of close shop carry on that they have. I just don't think it's a runner, to be honest. I'm waiting to hear this announcement that was supposedly a half nine, assuming half ten now, um, to see what the the format of this is. I think it's a power grab for more power within UEFA because UEFA are going to announce changes to the Champions League. Is that tomorrow, Johnny, that there? Yeah, yeah. It's like you said, look at the timing. Look at at the timing of this. Look at how it's all played out. And I'm with Keith as well. I don't think there's a snowball's chance in a microwave that this fucking European Super League goes ahead. I just don't see it because at the end of the day, UEFA and the Premier League have way too much to lose to even try go on without them. Who's going to yeah. buy them? Who, exactly. Imagine trying to sell that to BT next year. There's fucking Villarreal and Celta Vigo are going to be the two teams from from Spain going into the Champions League and yeah. you'll have everything there with... Uh, West Ham. West Ham are going into the Champions League. There's West West Ham away to bleeding Hill. A- Atalanta, Jesus. There'll be, be sponsors piling in on that. It's it's an absolute joke. But the thing that annoys me the most, Gav, is that it, they're acting like this. The only ones who are allowed to be elitist are UEFA and the Premier League. Yeah. And Gary Neville is going on about the, the, the ethos of the game and everything being lost and we should be relegating these things. But Little do people, like Gary Neville seems to fucking forget that he has Peter Lim, a billionaire consortium, bankrolling a League 2 side. He's trying to push up the leagues, eventually get them into Premier League because who knows how much he paid for Salford and how much they'd be worth as a championship outfit with that backing. So everyone has their own agenda. This was the same with Project Restart. Karen Brady fucking called on null and void and no relegations. They're all about integrity when it suits Gaff. They're all about integrity when it suits. There's no integrity in it. No, no integrity it's not. It's, 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 no, it's, 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 
nobody here is like you can literally blame every single party for greed at every single turn. FIFA can't point fingers because they were selling war cups off the fucking countries who have zero human rights in place, yeah. the Qatar and the likes. Your wife, well, Platini, Platini got done for fucking what's it called fraud. Yeah, he's, brown he's envelopes, brown envelopes everywhere. The Premier League. Only need to look back to fucking 1992. They abandoned the football pyramid in 1992. Yeah. Boy, for more money. TV money. So this is a vicious circle coming around. And what happens is, Gav, they let the fucking wolves in. And by saying the wolves, I mean outsiders. I mean people from America who have experience in other sports around the world and know how globalism works. And they went in there and said, hold on a fucking sec. We're the breadwinners here. So we yeah. want control. We yeah. want the control. We want all the money. We want all the control. And we'll run the shop. Yeah. And what happened was there was a big pushback. And now this is the double bluff. The double bluff is, do you know what? We'll pull the fucking plug all together. Good luck selling your Super Sundays and your Champions League midweeks when all the big boys aren't around. And I'm telling you now, the end game of this is going to be is all of the big boys getting a big fat pack and a little bit more responsibility and push in the mm-hmm. governing body. And that's all that's going to happen because there's no way it goes any other way. I, I agree. Much. I agree with you. Go, go on, Keith. No, no, go ahead, Gav. I was going, wasn't going to say anything, Gordon. Anyway, <laughs> oh, Keith, I'll come to you then. Is this a case of and Shani's kind of touched on it? Is this a case of something that they were around the table because you see they're making they're making new new moves on this Champions League and it's going to see more teams in it. So you're going to have. You're gonna have, like Shawnee says, you're gonna have, you're gonna have, end up playing teams that you're gonna struggle to, not struggle to, but you're not gonna get as much revenue from, sponsorships from, interesting, okay? But that's your way for trying to show the way for community that look, we're given more opportunity to get into our most premier competition, right? At the same time, they're opening up this conference thing, which yeah. opens up to more teams, granted, but it's, you know, it's just a case of patting teams on the head, you know, because we're, we're making this thing bigger and bigger at the top, right? And money. dominates that do you think it's a case that they were around this table trying to push this team through with regards to making the Champions League bigger and the big club said well we want more like Shani says we're the breadwinners you know your Liverpool your United your Barca's Reals whoever it might be we're we're making all this fucking money for you so why basically clubs are saying why do we have to deal with this extra four team shit and extra games for our players. What 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 are we getting out of it? Do you think it's just something that's escalated from we're making this bigger? Teams or clubs went, I'm not having this unless I get X. They said, Well, look, you're not getting it. And then they went, Well, we're pulling away. Is it is has it just escalated beyond everybody's expectations? It it seems that way, Gav, because you know, as Shawnee said, the timing of this stinks and the timing of this is just too convenient that on the eve of a, a an announcement of an expanded Champions League the big teams are all saying now we're out here and as Sean you rightly said the Germans would be well into this if they didn't have that ownership issue so with, you know people can say oh the French and the Germans won't be you know they're, they're, they're staying away from it it's going to be every big club is going to want a piece of this Super League when it if it was to be set up but I think it is a case of teams are looking to just get fucking as much money as they can as much power as they can as many maybe Champions League places was that talks of countries looking for guaranteed or teams looking for guaranteed uh, Champions League places and all a few years ago there was a thing that you know Man United at the time would have been demanding that every year they get into the Champions League the 
regardless of where they finish, you know, other big clubs are rolling in on that sort of um sort of method. So it's something that's always been there. I just think the timing makes this a bit not fishy, but a bit sort of does something, you know, it is just a bit of a power grab by the big clubs looking for more money because they can't go, you know, I'm intrigued to see what this announcement's going to be because you can't go and say, we're starting up a new European competition. When are they starting it up next year? Who's in charge of this? Florentino Perez, a chairman of a club, in it, aided by the other chairman. Like, there has to be some sort of governance and some sort of body involved. But you see, that's, in where, the con- that's where the control comes from, Keith, because like Shawnee said, like, if you're giving them 400 million quid each, Where's the advantage, right? Because you're playing in the Premier League. Even if they continue in the Premier League, they're not playing for anything in the Premier League. Like, they get to the end of the season. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Oh, you won the league. It doesn't really matter because we're off doing this anyway. There's no... It's it's like, you know... um, Getting in the Champions League and and the reward for that, or getting winning, getting in the top four, and your reward for that is getting into the Champions League. Whereas these clubs now will come along, Liverpool included, and go, "What well, doesn't fucking matter? We we have all our money, you know what I mean? And we're getting paid off the Premier League." It, I think I personally think it's a control thing rather than a money thing because if you give all these twelve teams plus I don't know, was the four or five or six or eight or whatever else going to win with them or qualify in some way, which I don't know how that works because all these would be in your way for lay under the UEFA umbrella so how do you qualify but if you give them all that money they all just get the same amount of money it doesn't give anyone an advantage I think this is a control thing and I think the likes and Shani's right not only American owners but you know owners from the Middle East or wherever it might be are looking saying to themselves hold on the Premier League do all this away from the FA why are we why are we why aren't we away from UEFA doing this why aren't we doing this on our own? Why have we, and this is where Perez comes in and, and the, uh, Cronky and, and John W. Henry and whoever else. And they're all saying, yeah, we want, we want to run this as its own entity. And we're not answering to fucking UEFA and we're not answering to FIFA. We'll run this independently, uh, you know, like the Premier League do. And that's it. You know what Man I mean? City we, we, did. Man City sort of owners didn't they uh, make a when the court case over the financial fair play came out? Didn't they sort of more or less get leaked that well we'll just toy you up in red tape uh, in red tape? We've got as much money, we've more money than you have, and we'll just carry this on and carry this on. And I think the clubs are getting to that stage. You talk about um, you know the power and the control. The ownership thing is a huge issue, whether you're an American owner or a Middle Eastern owner, because. The football and football clubs grew over the last 30 years into a commercial juggernaut. So who can afford to buy clubs? You can't be, you know, they, they've made a rod for their own back now where you can't be bleeding locally owned or fan owned. Germany have a unique system there, but that's why they hate RB Leipzig over there because they try and skirt around that that um, the ruling of the, the 49-51 rule over there. And they don't like it. But English clubs, like if you have Manchester United going on the stock exchange 20 odd years ago or whatever, and you know, making being worth over a billion, and now other clubs are worth over a billion, you're pricing out the only ones I can buy. People say FSGL, who's going to come in then? You're looking at Middle East money or richer Americans, billionaires and billionaires, multi billionaires, who's going to own your clubs? 
if you've got all these owners in there, then you're always going to have this power and this control thing. Like, you know, John Henry is not a fool. Stan Kroenke isn't a fool. The Glazers aren't fools. You mightn't like them. Do you know what I mean? But they're not fools. They're successful yeah. businessmen. People need to realise that they don't look at football the way that we do. Mm. Like they don't see football through the same eyes as us. I'd, I'd, I'd bet money that your man Kroenke didn't even know what's got Arsenal was today. Or Glazer had no playing. had no interest in what's got United was today. Gav, we, we should stop thinking about how clubs are looking at it and how governing bodies are looking at it. It's about how fans look at it. Yeah. How depressing, how, how depressing is the thought of we're competing for some fucking Super League with absolutely no prestige? Like, look at the Champions League, look at the Premier League, two two trophies that we've envisaged throughout our lifetimes that yeah, your favourite player would lift and yeah. the moments that they brought is, like, even, for example, Gerard, I know the FA Cup, Gerard's FA Cup, the memories of that, the memories of Istanbul, the memories of Madrid, the memories of last year, Hendo with the trophy. Does that mean nothing to these? Because they're basically saying, we'll sell out, we'll fuck off for the 400 million that were getting offered by JP Morgan just to play in their league. That they, they, they're pissing, they're pissing on the foundations these clubs are built on. Now I'm no fool. Liverpool is not a socialist club. I'm sorry to say it's not. It hasn't been for the last 25, 30 years, maybe more so. But that doesn't mean that the foundations that the club are built on should be pissed on and disregarded because that's what's yeah. happening now. That's exactly what's happening now. They're basically saying everything we've done in the past, are oh, it's not worth the fuck. We want more money. We'll go off and play in some make-you-up league made by all of us billionaires, our own little playground where we'll invite who we want to come in. We'll say who wants to come in. We won't go down. There's no punishment. We can finish bottom. Who wants to fucking do that? Who wants who's to know where we'd even stand in a European Super League? But like you said, Gav, if you give him City 400 million and us 400 million, it changes nothing. No, it the trends is absolutely nothing. No, oh, and that's why I go back. Time. That that's why I go back to control because these are billionaires, right? The vast majority of them, right? And they see themselves as big fish in in a, in a small pond, right? And I think it gets their back up that UEFA tell them what to do, you know, FIFA tell them what to do. Now that might sound as a mad a mad scenario. But these are billionaires owning these massive assets, biggest clubs in the world. You know, especially when you look at Liverpool and United, right? They're they're huge, absolutely monsters. Along for me with Real Madrid and Barcelona as the four biggest clubs in the world, right? Both both on field success and commercial success. <clears throat> and what I'm saying is, and I want to get to the fans in a minute. But what I'm looking at is Shawnee and Keith. I'm what I'm thinking is these guys just don't like being told what to do. These guys don't like the fact that they go into the Premier League, right? They have to be fit, you know, proper person's tests and all this sort of stuff. And then they're told, here's your TV, right? Here's your this, here's your that. Now, it's a lot of money. But they want to control it. They want to say, well, why can't I go and get my own TV rights? Because you hear this all the time, don't you? You know, clubs setting up their own Netflix-style streaming service because they don't want the Premier League telling them, hand the money down to them. They want to go out and say, we're Liverpool Football Club. We can get a million people uh, every game or five million people around the world watching everything. We can make 25 million a game if we charge a fiver, right? 
And I do, that's what I think. I think it's more about control, Johnny, because you're dead right. Given us and City 400 million changes, nothing on the landscape of football. This is about control. This is about them wanting to call the shots on everything. And True. trust me, you get a deal of DAZN or whatever you call them, right? Design, right? You, you get you get a deal off them. But I can guarantee it in three, four, five years' time, they'll turn around and go, we don't want that deal. We want to stream our own stuff now. That's yes. only a jumping off point. Do you get me? But I want to get... That, I want. To, yeah, go on, Keith. That's a great point on the screen <coughs> there. The red board investment only bought a stake in the FSG because it is. Because your man, Jerry Cardinal, that, that's his That's his, that's his vision. That's yeah. What he wants is his vision. TV deals, independent television deals for yep. clubs. And that's the end game for... Yep for him and probably possibly for FSG. I think that's what Liverpool might see in that if it was to go ahead. Again, I don't think it will go ahead, but that's what they want. They want to see, as you said, their own Netflix style. They have it in America with uh, the NFL network. With, um, they have it in the championship. They have it in the, all of the championship clubs. Like you can, you can subscribe to Swansea TV and watch every game home and away. Yeah. On their website. Because yeah. they're not under the Premier League. The EFL yeah. allows them to do that. Yeah. They're not down by big mental contracts. Like, how much is Scott going to pay for the Premier League of Liverpool United? How much are they going to pay for it? Well, I, wa- I, w- I wanted to get to that in a minute because uh, it's the, the UEFA the, the stuff is very interesting to me and I want to get to that in a second. But, like, we, do you ever see when, when, when Liverpool do really well, you know, and that has been the case for a couple of years, when you see, like, um, I, I remember going back to 18-19 and the show that Liverpool made... 110 million or something from TV rights because they're on so much and all. Yeah. Now I'm sure, you see, this is where it comes down to. I think, I think the likes of, I'm not saying John W. Henry's looking, but I'd say clubs are looking at it going 110 million and they paid him any games, 38. So yeah. what are we averaging there? Three, two and a half million a game. I guarantee if we put this on and stream it ourselves, we'd make 20 million a game. And this is where, this is the control. They don't like to be held under an umbrella. And I genuinely think that is. And fact that they're in with an escalation of the Champions League being expanded and them not getting what they want. I think it's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. But UEFA, and, and Keith, I'll come to you first. UEFA made a statement tonight, or a reaction statement, basically saying that they're appalled by this. Um, they have, they've listed La Liga, they've listed, um, the Premier League, they've listed so many associations that are fully against this. And the wording in it is, is that they will look to um, ban these clubs from playing domestic um, football in yeah. UEFA football, right? Um, European football under UEFA, FIFA football. And the chances are that players who play for clubs in this Euro- European Super League won't be able to play international football. I'm curious, Keith, as to why the Premier League and the English FA would back a statement like that because if it comes down to it, right? If it comes down to it, they're, they're, they're absolutely cutting themselves off at the knees with, with regards to their product. If they're, if they, if they're going to back something where it says we're banning them six clubs. Yeah, it was a, it's a bit of a, a wishy-washy statement when I seen it. I'm like, it, it's just something that's thrown together. You know what I mean? They don't react to other issues as quick as this. And it's like somebody was told, get a statement out. To me, it's it's just all bluster. It's 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 a game. This is a game of poker and brinksmanship, I think. And it's the UEFA are saying one thing: we could do this, and we might do that, and this might happen. Mm. And the other side are going to say, "Well, we can get this, and we can get that. This is what might happen." So I think it's just a game, a joint game of poker that's going on at the moment. And it's, it's a, as Emma Cavanagh says, there, it's a Mexican standoff. It's exactly what it is. And UEFA are throwing their hand in. Look, I said I read that statement, and I'm like. You know, people going on about integrity of 
of the game, right? Of UEFA leading it to talk about integrity and Sky and the Premier League. And they're all built on cash grab. They're built on this 30 years ago. The Champions League built on this cash grab where it was about putting groups into the European Cup so that there was more games, more money, more TV rights, expanding the number of teams from each country that was allowed in. It was the same, no different. It was just 30 years ago. And if Twitter and YouTube and social media was around 30 years ago, people would have been outraged at that. I remember, right? I was only young when the Premier League, the talks of the Premier League started to start coming out. And people were going bleeding mad over it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, what's this? This is going to kill the game. This is going to ruin the game. And it, it probably did in, in, to an extent, but for Sky and the Premier League and your wife and them to be on the moral bleeding high horse and uh, standing on the soapbox pontificating about this, they can go and show you. Do you know what I mean? This is rich men arguing with rich men for who gets more money and who gets to control the money and the power. As you say, the control is a key thing in it as well. And just, yeah. just for a minute, don't be under any illusion that fans matter because they absolutely don't. No. They absolutely don't. You look at that, the teams in that top 12, you know, it. Liverpool, especially if fans are to turn around, start born on their season tickets tomorrow, there'd be fellas from every corner of the globe yep. waiting in, in spades. So don't think that they cared about fans because they yeah. absolutely don't. It's all about cash at the end of the day. And the same again, Gab, it, it goes to show it was the same last year when West Ham were in big danger and Bright were in big danger. It's all about looking out for yourself, it's all about self interest. None of these have ethics or morals. They all know how football goes. Scoy, especially. They're the biggest fucking... They're the biggest bastards of the whole lot. I mean, Mordok and his whole... His whole bleeding empire is built on monopolies. So are UEFA and Scoy and these broadcasters and Premier League, are they the only ones that are allowed to have a monopoly on this? So that's what's happening now. These very smart businessmen who who happen to own these football clubs have said, do you know what? A fucking enough is enough. We want to slice it a pie, and if you don't kind of, if you don't give it, we're gonna bake our own pie and go off, and you can be sit there putting back together the product that you sold on the premise of the best footballers in the world taking yeah. part in your competitions because they won't be anymore unless you give us the cash, and that's yeah. all this is. If that's I all this. Is. I just hope that bleeding Pro Eva has all the real teams in the next. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Kieran Torrance says Redboard's second investment after Toulouse was 40% of Wasserman Media a similar mm-hmm. format that I follow Championship Channel is what they are after um, and of course that's about streaming and stuff like that uh, but I, I do I, I genuinely and I keep going back to it it's, it's about control for me but I, I can't get over that statement because yeah. I'm looking at it going, like you were saying, if people born to see the tickets, people from all over the world, you're probably, if there's 20 teams, you're only looking at fucking, um, well, there's 19, you're, you're looking at how many? 19 games, but they're all European games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The same, 20 well, teams, well, teams, five will be invited in, and those cards, 12 can never leave, sort of thing. So, like, but where are they inviting it, the five from? See, that's what th- this is where it got. This is why it's all allowed to bleed and smoke and mirrors. It's all allowed yeah. to bollock. Because you can't and invite them in from any of the any, any of the federations that are on the UEFA. Yeah, or compete in the Premier League. League are going to be tapped out for folks. Well, would, it, would, it be, would it be an invite, for example, to say to, right, we, we'll use them, right? We'll give them a bit of props because poor old Everton are at the being left out of competition <laughs> here again. So we'll, we'll go for Everton, for example, who have billionaire owners and. Invest a lot of money into the squad and if a new I have stadium. 
yeah, if it happened, come to a case where there was no Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, they would probably be favourites year in, year out to be winning the Premier League because they, they'd have the, the court it. So, whoever's Florentino Perez gives fucking Duncan Ferguson a ring saying, come here, listen, if you fuck them off, come over here for the season, we'll give you 400 million, see how you get on and yeah. flesh it out. And no, none of it makes sense. Absolutely none of it makes sense. Not to a fan. Not to a fan. Not, can you imagine many players going, geez, I can't wait to play in the Euro- European Super League. Well, maybe if they're all getting a million quid a week. But yeah. where's the additional money going to go? Because- Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Because FSG don't take money out of club. So what are you going to do with the money? I don't get it. None of it makes sense. It's just that 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 statement to me just... That statement to me told me it's not going to happen. But what I would ask is, right, the talk is of this $3.7 from the TV company of JP Morgan winning to put $5 billion. There has to be something in it. Surely JP Morgan and, and this Canadian crowd aren't just being used as, as mules in all this. Are they, are they, are they yeah, being asked? Are they being asked yeah. to just say all this in the hope that it helps yeah, out their mates? JP Morgan probably hold all them boys cash for them. Yeah. They're all big a million billion American billionaires. Yeah, the money sitting somewhere in some bank, gaining interest somehow, somewhere. So yeah, everyone, like football is, it's pure capitalism now. That businesses, that but they're all businesses now. That's it's just as simple as that. Get away from the romance of football. The romance of football is fucking dead long, yeah. long time ago. So it's a great point. Just get away from that. These are all in this together. This is one big circle jerk. That's all this is. They'll all be in this together. We'll all make millions. And if we don't, look, we've the threat of fucking up and starting up and around. And all of these companies will pay us big money. And Sky and UEFA will be left on their arse. Sky and UEFA, arse is out the window now. They're going to have to pay up. It's as simple as that. Well, that's what I think it is. I think I think it'd be a case of, look, and I've seen this conversation come up loads of times. I was saying to you earlier, this comes up every couple of years. Um, about European Super League and it gets thrown out there and then all of a sudden there's a big announcement from Sky or BT or whoever it might be here's the new rights this is what we're showing you this there's a new deal and you know you know how you know how it works right we they all, they all do the dance and that's how it goes right but like when I look at when I look at I agree it's a game of poker it's a game of chess and who who brings force but the word in that UEFA statement is just like literally saying Listen, and not only that, UEFA are looking for mad compensation apparently from from each club as well because because of this. Now, I I don't know if the clubs are contracted to UEFA. You know, I don't know. Like, is there is there a ten year contract they sign? I don't think there is. I think it's just a case of you have to apply to get into every competition every year, regardless of who you are. You know, you have to you have to qualify and apply, um, and you have to accept the invitation into the competition because we've seen it before. You know, we've seen it before where teams go, oh, we're not going into the Champions League or the FA Cup. Go on. If you know nothing about it, right, just Google Real Madrid's first five Champions Leagues and it'll show you what you're up against here. This has all happened then. Like, Real Madrid used to set up the European Cup and invite teams into it. Yeah. Look at the first five they won. It's all bluff. It's all wind and piss. That's all it is. And this is now the most prestigious competition in world football so it all starts somewhere the Premier League completely abandoned the football pyramid in England 
but all of a sudden they're the ones on the high horse. You can't deal with those, but we can deal with you. Yeah. It's a hard to load up, Alex, man. Well, I've two questions to finish before we go on to Leeds against Liverpool because it's a huge game for us. Um, it might mean nothing. It could mean nothing come the end of the season. If we we're not even going to show up, Gav. We're escaping the hell. We're going off uh, the play but, late Real Madrid again. But, um, I'm but, playing Real Madrid next Wednesday in a friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-season. Um, but I'll ask you a quick yes or no, right? Well, yes or no. Shawnee. Does this European Super League gather legs and go ahead? Yes or no? Zero chance. Absolutely okay. zero chance. Keith? No. Okay. Okay, that's all I need. That's all I need. People are asking about saying that Sky have Neville on a loop. I have to be honest with you. Um, I watched Neville earlier and... Very emotional. Very emotional. Yeah. It, it became across a little bit of Little England sort of attitude to me. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. Um... But for him to be calling out Manchester United, Liverpool, and stuff like that, I think is, you know, he, he has Liverpool had, more so than Man United. Well, he came in as a bleeding afterthought. He, he was getting so emotional. Actually, if you close your eyes, it's like Mickey Mouse is giving the appeal because your <laughs> voice that squeaky. Yeah. yeah, but but you, I know I know where he's going with it, and um, because he doesn't want it to happen. But I haven't said that you're talking of Gary Neville, the car or the the the, the biggest pundit for him for yeah. me on Sky who have the Premier League and they know if this happened the Premier League would be just well you'd have you, you'd probably have six teams still in it that don't give a shit because yeah. they're getting all that fucking money when they disappear um, every Wednesday to play or they have a Premier League minus the six possibly the big six biggest teams in it or the biggest crowd pullers in it and that doesn't look well for Sky or Gary Neville but I understand where he's coming from with regards to it because me I think it's a fucking outrageous um, discussion to be even having you know, I think, I think, Shani's right. The romance has gone out of football. All this, you know, um, game of the people and all. It's not anymore. It's all about money. It's all about assets. It's all about spending power. It's all about, that's what it's all about. Money, 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 money. It'll never stop. And it'll just keep going. And will it, will it blow up one day? Possibly. But it's not, it's not about, it's not a romantic game anymore. It's not, it's not the game of the people for me. Um, but I think it's a stupid thing. That's what even, it's a bit silly we're having this conversation, but we have to have it because of what's gone on today. But for me, I don't think it'll happen. I think it, I think you will see money go up in the Champions League and them teams will remain. But I also think you'll see a couple of those clubs getting a little bit more control over it as stakeholders. That's what I think they're, they're, that's what I think they're looking for the most is some sort of control mm. where UEFA don't just call the shots and pass money down the line. They will be at the top table making the decisions on who gets what. That's what I think yeah. that will happen. Um, not like playing in Oliver, you know, play so can I have more. Yeah, Alex it's going to be when the money comes in, we'll decide where it goes with you rather than mm. you decide and tell us. I think that's the way yeah. it'll go. And that's just the way the game's gone. There's nothing we can do about it. But the second bit before we finish, Shani, um, I'll come to you first. We seem to be in the middle of this, and FSG seem to be in the middle of this. And, you know, I think 99% of fans are against it. I think they're disgusted by it. I think, I think, I think, I think if you were to leave the Premier League, um, as your way for having, um, you know, kind of, kind of touched on tonight, if you were to leave the Premier League, I think it's, it's scandalous. But I think if you were to remain in the Premier League with, what does the Premier League really mean? It becomes a, it becomes the FA Cup, you know, compared to what you're going off to play in during the week. I, I, I think that's horrible for fans as well. Both match-going fans and fans all over the world watching. 
Where does it leave FSG though, Shawnee? Because, you know, I said to you earlier, we're talking about a big summer from FSG. What will they do? Will they do this? Will they do that? This could break them before you get to the summer, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a good look for them, for starters. Mm-hmm. I think FSG have done an awful lot of good at the club. Uh, let's not get it twisted, all right? Don't, let's not be too emotional about what's coming out here tonight. FSG have done an awful lot to put Liverpool back at the top table, so to speak. And the fact that we're even in this conversation when 10 years ago, you wouldn't have been near it. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. have been there. We would have been like a Spurs now and an Arsenal looking for a back door in. We would have been the cheeky fuckers clinging on to history. But we're actually not. Look at the growth of the club. Look at what it's worth. Look at the 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 the, the, the club rankings in terms of how much we're worth. Like we're in the conversation because we are a major player. Like don't get it twisted. Forget what happened this season. But I just think the mask slipped a little bit for John W. Henry. And I, it's not a good look. It is disappointing. Although there hasn't been any official club confirmation yet that we have gone ahead with this, it seems to be a statement that keeps getting put off and off. It, it's a bit shit. Like, we kind of hold on to the hope that like Liverpool is like, this means more and all that bollocks. But these are just marketing slogans used to suck us in and make us think that we're still this socialist club yeah. that was built <laughs> shankly in the 70s and carried on throughout. And like, it's changed. It's changed big time. Now they're looking for that. They're Jews. They didn't want that money. No issue with that. No issue with them calling in what they feel that they're owed. But I think there's a way you can go about this. Um, I'm sure this meeting could have happened in the ballroom and it didn't have to be played out in in the public. But the fact that it is being played out in public would say that that route has already been exhausted. And the timing of this is very, very tactical with what's coming up tomorrow and the, the announcement from UEFA. So it's not a good look for them. Uh, I don't think personally. I think it will upset a lot of diehard Liverpool fans who've always felt that FSG had the club's core values at heart when they really, they've kind of been shown to see that they will abandon it if the price is right. Yeah. Um, you know, Jono says, Gav, we aren't in the middle of it. We're, we're right at the front of it. Yeah. Jono, you're right. You're, you're spot on because like, if you're one of those 12 teams, uh, those 12 clubs that are, are supposedly, you know, putting themselves forward to this, yeah, you're banging in the middle of it. You're, you're dead right. Um, somebody says there, it's gone on my screen. Um, but he, oh, here we go. It's Archibald Azair. He says, uh, why are people so upset with FSG? Do you want more money for LFC and people are mad? I think they want more money. I get that. But if, if they went ahead with this and UEFA backed up with what they're saying, you would end up with Liverpool playing nine, sorry, 38 games a season. That's it. 38 games a season. No FA Cup, no League Cup. It's just Sounds a league okay. with a load of other big clubs. Sounds okay. Amazing. And, all your history of league titles, you know, um, you know, six European cups, you know, 19 league titles. It's all gone. It's all gone. It's still there. No, it's not. It's not Keith. It it's not from, it no, not for me. It's not because you, you've moved yeah, away from the competitions you're playing in. What? Imagine then fucking who's going to be winning Champions League then of all the big boys, aren't they? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's for me, it's, it's, you know, I'm not writing them off as achievements, but you, you start to look and you say to yourself, well, 
We're not in them competitions anymore. If they're so great, why are we, why do we leave them? Do you know that kind of way? And you will get that argument. So, that, Archibald, I think that's, that's the reason why people are going, are, are mad about it. Um, and Freewood says, Gav, uh, excuse the language, but he says, what, uh, what's that bollocks about FSG getting the fans involved in all the important decisions? Well, it's an interesting one because do, do FSG roll back now? You see, do FSG roll back on this? I don't know. They usually do. I, I don't think there'll be any wrong back anywhere. I think there'll be an announcement made by UEFA about they the Champions League. Back that they have done the last 18 months, they'll be fucking moonwalking like Michael Jackson around <laughs> the gap because that's for low, everything else they've done. They've had a bad year on and in terms of financials and some of the decisions that they made and some of the things that have come out. They're under serious pressure now, FSG, mm. because... If they backtrack on this, they will. And Gar- I, will, I don't agree with a lot what Gary Neville said, but he said one thing tonight, and I do believe him. They are all bottle jobs. Every one of them are bottle jobs. I don't think that they have the conviction to back up what they're saying. I don't think they do. But I think they all realise now how powerful they are as a unit. And that's why people don't realise how important it is to have Florentino there, because he's, he's arguably the most powerful person in football. And if he's on board, then you know that they're serious about this. Yeah, this isn't just the English team kicking up no. a fuss. This is Florentino Perez, the president of the most successful club in the world, is rolling in behind this. So it does have to have a bit of gravitas. The only thing I'd say about, you know, the history not being there. Look, if, if and again, this is all hypothetical because we don't know where it's going to go. But if Liverpool were to go into this European Super League, 38 games a season, no FA Cup, no League Cup and all that sort of shit. It sounds great, haha. I'm not into the domestic cups and, you know, 38 games, you have your squad, you go into war with that. It all sounds good, but it's just not, I can't see it happening. Do you know what I mean? But the one thing that I will disagree with a lot of people saying, oh, Liverpool are at the forefront of this. I'm, I'm disgusted about it. 20 years ago, Liverpool, we turned our nose up to Manchester United doing, doing fucking deals, commercial deals for, you know, selling noise to Eskimos and fucking snake oil salesman deals here left, right and centre. Oh, they're selling their soul, they're flogging their golly here. Liverpool are doing it the, the correct way. We got left in the blade dirt because of that. Now, Liverpool are now under American ownership and American ownership, it's a different beast than, than English. Do you know what I mean? And the mentality is different. It's all about capitalism now. And, you know, if you're, it, the football's about capitalism now, but if you're being led by an American, a, a, a company that are all about success, trying to be as successful by any means possible, you know, cash grab in America is a big fucking thing. It's always going to go like this. You know, Liverpool being at the forefront of it. And I've been thrown under the bus a bit, in my opinion. Gary Neville threw Liverpool under the bus yeah, he did, yeah. and didn't mention Blade and any of the other teams and threw in a token thing about Manchester United as well. But you'll never walk alone and all that. Liverpool's the same with the restart of the big picture. Sorry, Project Big Picture. It was Liverpool who are thrown under the bus under that. This isn't about Liverpool. This is other clubs are, are involved in this as well. And the fact that Liverpool are front and centre shows that they're serious and they don't want to be left behind. Because if you if you want to take the moral high ground, let's say, for example, right, Spores decide, and I want my Spores top uh, tonight uh, in sympathy for them, you know, a bit of support for them getting in there. Let's say Spores decide that, no, we're not getting on this. This is terrible for the game. We're staying in the Premier League. They'll regret that if it does take off. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to be the team that, you know, oh, we have our principles, we have this and that. The days of principles are gone. It's over with now. It's not, Sean, he said it, it's not a romantic sport anymore. You don't give a fuck about fans. You wait for on the high horse here, right? 
say, for example, the Champions League final will be played at the end of next month, right? In a season with no COVID, right? They're playing in Istanbul. I think it's 60,000, 70,000 seater. Yeah. 75% of the tickets for that game will be given out to corporate. Yeah. Because that's yeah. why I was in Madrid. That's Every the way time. I was in Madrid. That's in Madrid, in Madrid, in Madrid, it was. Uh, I think it was. What's that stadium hold? Is it, it sixty thousand that the ground holds? No, it's closer to eighty. But it was eighty thousand, bro. Ready to invest in your future with the NBA ranked number nine in the U.S. by the Financial Times? Learn more about Georgetown's full-time MBA program at choosegeorgetown.com/mba. But I think it was something like was it twenty five thousand tickets each to fans or eighteen thousand tickets each? I don't something along them lines. It was there, there was there was more people there on corporate tickets than there was actually saw right. the fans. Kieran Torrance had a had a right go here. He says that's bollocks, Gaff. Very united mentality about all achievements lost. So we've only won Premier League because of eighteen diminished Division One titles. No, Kieran. What I'm saying is is Liverpool played in English domestic football. Okay, regardless of what it was called, he played in English domestic football and have won 19 titles. You know, that's like the people going, oh, you've won one league. Well, you haven't, you've won 19, because that's the English domestic football. The top league in England, and we've won it 19 times. What I'm saying to you is, is that, in my opinion, why do you move away from two of the biggest achievements we have, which is 19 league titles and six European Cups for this, right? And you, so end, up, and you end up, you, you, listen, people who just get bored, they just get bored of, of this. The, the big thing for me on this is, you, you, don't get me wrong, I've gone to league games at Anfield, I've gone to league cup games, I've gone to FA cup games, I've gone to UEFA cup games, I've, Champions League games, I've done them all. I've done them all, right? But what I'm saying is, there's something special about each competition. Now, I'm not a big fan of the FA cup, I never have been for many years, right? Especially when the top four team just took it over and it was like, who gives a fuck? The league cup, I really like, yeah? But what I'm saying is, Trust me, Real Madrid, Paris Saint Germain, Juventus, wherever it is, it'll just get boring. It'll be just like, oh, we're playing fucking Juventus. Exactly, because you know, we played Bayern Munich two seasons ago in the Champions League. It was like, we haven't played Bayern in how long in in Europe? You know, Juventus, how how long is it since we played there? You know, it all comes around like that. Real Madrid, okay, be the final against them, but, you know, go back to 2008 then. And, you know, so there's there's different things. And and you know what? The way to play those teams builds a story. But now it's like, oh, who have you got this week? Oh, we've Paris Saint-Germain at home. This just goes on. So, to me, it just... It doesn't diminish the achievement, right? But it takes... It takes... What seldom is wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Know? And it, it just to me, I, I just look at the leagues and the European Cups and go, all I'm asking is, is it worth walking away from all that to go to this for no advantage, no advantage whatsoever, because you're either going to end up in a league where you will play in it, but it doesn't really matter to you, or you're going to end up not in the league, and the only games you will have is home and away to 19 other European clubs and I guarantee it will absolutely stagnate for me yeah but then what happens Gav is it's all remember it's all about money it's like in cricket about 15 years ago some billionaire fella Alan Stanford set up the Stanford series out in the West Indies and invited teams to go and it was 20 million dollars or something winner takes all he was fucking fiddling money all over the place this fella but it was a tournament that was just set up the club or the, the governing bodies didn't want to know 
didn't want to bar this, but the, the nations, the English cricket team, the, the cricketers all wanted to go and say, fuck it, we'll have a slice of that. Football will do the same. You'll have a, a world league on top of the Super League where you have South American teams, you have North American teams, you have Asian teams, African teams, and that's where it'll go from there. And, you know, giving up on your history, I understand people don't want to give up, you don't give up on your history, but Real Madrid would be doing it, Barcelona would be doing it, Juventus would be doing it. Like, it's yeah, not just they, the English, it's not just the English. Like they what? Talk, like, the, the whole the whole system is broke. Burnley get more money than Ajax from television deals. Burnley probably get more money than PSG. Last season, oh, Burnley got 126 million yeah. TV money. Bayern Munich, I think, got 75. So that's why these are all kicking up, Keith. This yeah, is why yeah. Ray Allen Barca are involved because they're up to their bollocks and they need to fund big projects that they have coming up, whether it's stadium or squad rebuilds. That's fine. I completely understand that. They need it. They need it more than we do. But the, it's the, I think the Premier League and UEFA need Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Real Madrid, all of these clubs more than we need them because we can all go on our own and get money from other zone from other people. They won't be able to do that without us. That's why it won't happen. That's why it's not going to happen. So Yeah, but but we can go on our own, Shawnee. But at the end of the day, go on your own, right? And what you're doing is you're walking away from your domestic football, potentially. Okay. And you're and I'm not saying it'll happen, but what I'm saying is if you take the theory that it will, you are either walking away from you're walking away from your domestic football. And look, don't get me wrong, you know, oh yeah, great, isn't it? Like we, August in, in Madrid it'd be great for a trip. There's so many football fans in this country that spent our this country in or in Ireland and the UK that spent so much money going home and away to watch Liverpool. And yeah. their favourite spot is, you know, a pub near the fucking Hawthorns. Uh, you know, a pub near Sellhorse Park. You know, they, they they always go and get food at this place, you know, down at, at you know, Norwich or wherever it might be. It's it will be the end of the romanticism about football because European trips, you know yourself, Sean, you went to Madrid, right? And you've been yeah. to Premier League games and you, like we, we, we've games. got, we've gone to Liverpool together and had hells of a time, right? But I still would say like, I know one game we, we went to, um, away at Liverpool was West Ham on the opening day of the season and it was the me- most mental 36 hours I've ever had, right? But I know if I said to you, Pick as your favourite. It's Madrid. And the reason it's Madrid is because, like you said, what's selling is wonderful. And that's where I think all the money in the world can't replace. I know you're saying the romanticism going out football, but the romanticism is still there with regards to not the game on the pitch, but the actual match going experience. Do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, it's, but like, there they got, like this, this is again like another classic case of being like, you think the, the ticket prices are going to be the same for these games? Absolutely not. But yeah. they don't care because they know people will be queuing up to going in and anyway. And they'd be still expand- expanding Anfield knowing that it'll still be full. Like, football used to be a release for the everyday man. And like, not so much for us because we're lucky enough to get over probably three or four times in a season, yeah? Whereas if you're a season ticket holder, that's your release at the end of the week. It's the walk yeah. man's game. He finishes up, yeah, goes to the game on a weekend and yeah. that's it. Goes out, has his points and all of that. Then the Champions League games during the midweek, you're getting off walk an hour early to be traffic to go home and get ready for the game or whatever. That's all gone. Like yeah. I mean, that, That's all going to be gone. Like, oh, do you know what? We'll get a bus from, say, for example, yeah, we're going down to Brighton. Bournemouth is supposed to be a great away day. Everyone says great things about the South Coast and those away days down to Southampton on a bus with your mates, down to support it. That's great. 
forget about us. Think about clubs in the championship coming up. Like, for example, Leeds this year. Leeds coming up. Imagine Leeds come up in a year where the big teams fucked off to it. All of those fans being robbed of these memories. For what? Money. Football is not without fans. Did they not learn this? Have they not learned it in the last no. few years? And I, I think have, I, have, I that's why that's why it just makes no sense to me. Football is dead without fans. And if you take they're taking the very game that we love away from us, whether it's through VAR or whatever that means. The game that we know is changing and it's evolving and not for the better. This is fucking stupid. Like, what if it was for the better? But Keith, how will it be? No, no, I'm just throwing that out there. Like, let's say, yeah, no, for example, VAR wasn't involved, and but you know, the, you change the rules because it's not a FIFA, it's not your way for. Um, yeah, but this, yeah, this isn't only about rules, Keith. Like, no, oh, no, I'm I, just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm I, just I, I find, I find that this is, the process of football will completely change forever. Yeah. Yeah. This comes in, and the, the, by process, I mean take television out of it. Take young lads going to games, away games. It won't be able to happen. Like young lads who bunk off school or whatever to go away or they're going away with their mates on a train down to fucking Bournemouth away mm. Watford away they won't be getting on flights to Roma away to Napoli away to Juventus away that's all being taken away from them but the, the, the game as we know it is being taken away it's being sold to global markets and taken away from the match day going fan and they're the ones that really matter but they don't matter anymore no. because the main but revenue that's been a steady decline the main revenue stream in football now is TV money, and its importance is now becoming greater in the game. So, to me, yeah. just to finish on it, I think, I think this has been a power struggle. I think it's gone too far, and I, I, I think there will be. I think there will be. A, it just interests me that JP Morgan and and, and the zone or whatever they're called are are throwing these sort of figures around. And you, you might be right, they might be just mu- used as a bit of smoke and mirrors because UEFA will announce this thing about the Champions League tomorrow and come August, they'll all be in it. You know, and come the following August, they'll all be in it. But I think... It'll be, I think <laughs> well, hopefully we will be, and we get on to that now, but it's 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 one to watch. But I think I think the vast majority of fans are, are disgusted at this. And the fact, the reason they're disgusted is because, like you said, nobody's thinking of fans. They're just thinking of money, 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 money. And... 400 million you know your name is up in lights and happy days but it's it's one to watch but it's it's one um it's it's one that uh if it happens forget it you'd you'd have to wonder what's the point you you really would um now kevin ball is giving out he says an hour in and no chat about the game but kev here you go ready Leeds versus Liverpool um, at Elland Road. So what we've seen, and we go back to the Fulham game where we've seen the lineup when he's given this up, and then we were winning and winning and winning. And you know, you see um, Everton and Spurs draw. You know, Leicester get beaten by West uh, West Ham, and you're like, oh, West Ham get beaten by Newcastle, and you're like, oh, for f-. you know, what I mean, we're well in this. Shawnee. We spoke about this last week and we were trying to make predictions on top four and of course some results has happened since but this is massive now because we spoke, we, we did speak about Leeds, Newcastle United and we're saying get six out of our nine out of our seven and Jesus Shawnee, if you win this tomorrow night you're into the top four, you know, all things being equal and you're looking going, now we could end up being in a little bit of a driving seat Shawnee. Yeah, Um that there was a gap in the wall. Is now the door is open now, really, mm. isn't it? So there mm. was a gap in the, the gate, and 
it looked like we could squeeze in, but now there's a real opportunity to kind of get in the get into the driving seat, and I think we can do that tomorrow night with a with a good result, with three points it puts us right in the driving seat. Because you look around that they all have to play each other, so they can't all take maximum points from the games, no matter how much they'd like it. Because we're the we're the out we're the outsiders in that regard that we don't play any of the the rest of them that are in and around us. I don't think between now maybe United, United but they're, only ones, yeah. they're home and host, so. You look at it, and I see they do these simulations where they do it a thousand times, and they see where it ends up. And surprisingly, all these metrics have us finishing toward. Mm. So, not only are we in with a chance of getting top four, we could actually push Leicester for toward. And I watched Leicester today, and they weren't great. They got a win; they're into the FA Cup final, but they do look like they're literally running on empty. And with yeah. their fixtures, <laughs> I don't see where. The results are going to come. West Ham have to play Chelsea. That's a six point six pointer. If we can make hay there, we'll be gaining points on both of them, or either either or. So it's it's mental that it looked like Klopp was running off against Fulham, but tomorrow night is huge. Now it's an absolutely huge game, and all of this coming out may help us, may hinder us. I'm not sure, but um, it's. It's mental going into the last six now that we have a real chance of salvaging the season. Yeah, because like we we've uh, seven league games left, haven't we? Um, <coughs> Keith, a win tomorrow night puts you six games to go and into the yeah. Champions League spots on goal difference. I think um, above West Ham, I think, yeah. um, and Chelsea obviously still have to play and stuff like that. But how big is it? Because you know. I still think if Liverpool lose a game, you kind of go, oh, fuck, it's Chelsea and West Ham are there. And, you know, we're at the given Spurs another sniff or Everton another sniff. How big is it tomorrow night? Because I think it's huge. And I was looking at Leeds and I was saying to myself, well, they're kind of hanging around mid-table and it didn't mean much. But I was talking to Joe Wayman from All Leeds TV and he was like, no, they're really targeting seventh. They're hoping seven gets to them into your your UEFA conference spot come the end of the season. So it's a big game for both clubs, isn't it? And is that a good thing? But we're going out against the lead sides that might be, you know, looking to looking to go and win the game. But a bit of nerves about them as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is a fixture that I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not looking forward to. Uh, Leeds are sort of the the team that look like they could be a kryptonite the way we are at the moment. They they're just going to run and run and run. They're going to press us from the very fucking start. But. We've given ourselves the chance and we've put ourselves in there. We spoke last week um, and I said, you know, win against Leeds, win against Newcastle and get into that top four. And I don't think we come out of the top four. The results are going for us. We keep saying, and I know, um, you know, you touched on it there. If we lose a game, it's like, oh, the end of the world. We have to win this. The other teams are going to drop points as well. Do you know what I mean? We just have to be in... It has to be every game a cup final. We have to look at Leeds tomorrow night as a cup final. Go in and beat them. Then go into the Newcastle game and beat them. Then you're into the Man U game. Nothing can happen there. Nil all draw, whatever. You then look at the run-in. And other teams in the run-in, like Leicester have an FA Cup final to look forward to, as well as the, the final three fixtures they have. Stinkers. Fucking, what's it... Um, they play Sports City United, and United or something. Or is it? Yeah, on the last three games. like That's a blade nightmare. So the teams are dropping points there. We just have to sort our, ourselves out. I done a, a pod with Joe on, on his channel after the first game of the season. 
And I said to him, I says, oh, it's a pity it wasn't the Ellen Road game because it's one I'd be dreading. At the time, I thought there'd be fans back. Yeah. And I'm glad there's no fans back because I genuinely, I think we've been sort of robbed of the no fans more than not. Everyone, no one has fans, right? So I'm not saying we're sort of disadvantaged, disadvantaged in that sense. But we do thrive off the emotion of the fans. It's it's well known. You don't have to look at football with fans, without fans to see. But I think Leeds are a team that could have been even better with fans in there at Ellen Road. I think, you know, they're away for so long. That's the thing I'm taking. There's no fans at this tomorrow. Like, get in there, beat them if we can. We should be able to beat them if we play our own game. It's hard to predict with Liverpool because we looked good and then we sort of look shy against Madrid. Leeds are in Madrid. But, you know, you want Liverpool to go in with the right mentality and put Leeds under pressure and not let Leeds dictate how the game's going to go. So I'm worried that, that they will. Yeah. Shawnee, um, you know, it's like a couple of lads on, on these podcasts have said over the last week when it's come up about the, the league and, you know, we're out of the Champions League now, unfortunately, and it's just down to the league now and it, it puts the emphasis more on the fact that it is just seven cup finals now and you put everything on the table. Does that suit us that we're not because I, I, I thought we were switching between priorities majorly over the last month and trying to juggle everything that was going on with regards to players in and players out. Does this make it a lot clearer for Liverpool as to look, seven games, we're going to go absolutely at every one of them because we don't have to worry about Madrid on a Wednesday or wherever it might be. Does, does that suit us? I think the players will have seen the benefit of putting two or three wins together and how quick mm. it can change everything. So yeah. there's still seven games left for most teams. Some have eight. There's a lot of football to be played, so the the pendulum can swing either way. There could be another six-point swing either way because we just don't know what Liverpool are going to get. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Although we have won, I think we've won three league games on the bounce, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. So going into there, I'd be the, the opposite of Keith. I think maybe the Leeds are the types of team we'd want to play against, like a Leipzig, like the Leipzig toys away. They had a go and they were open. We just need to take our chances. And that's like saying if your auntie had balls, she'd be a bleeding your uncle. uncle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So we need to take a chance and we need to be clinical, something that we haven't been. But it'll be blood and guts tomorrow night because they will be up for it. They don't seem to spare any games, Leeds. And like Joe said, they have got something to play for. So that's still open for them. Um, they might even get a Champions League spot. Yeah, the way it's going. <laughs> the way this is going. So um, now... Uh, we can definitely, we can definitely get something tomorrow night, and that would give us, I think, a foot up in the race for top four yeah. because you'd have West Ham, Leicester, and Chelsea looking going. Fuck's sake, Liverpool have just hit a run at the exact same yeah. time when we have fixtures building up where we need to put a run together. If we don't take advantage, they're going to be gaining on us, and tomorrow night is a chance to go again because Leicester, Chelsea didn't play this weekend. And West Ham drop points. So this is the weekend where you put three on them and you keep going and you keep pressure on because that's all we can do now because we've left it out of our hands with some poor results at home, but we can take the 
take that take back control tomorrow night. Um, like there's, there's people in there like Curtis says uh, West Ham v Chelsea next week you know I know I know. Um, Shawnee you said they've all to play each other well, staying with you Shawnee who do we target here because I think I think Chelsea are a shoe in target Hort you target Leicester yeah that's what you do You do. and to be honest with you I don't think you fucking target anyone you do what we were doing when we were going for the league last year and everyone mm. was sick yeah. but they were sick to the back teeth of the interviews from Henderson and Klopp but I think that's the mentality we need to have is that mm. one game at a time because I said it when you were asking us to make predictions everyone's predictions will change by the week based on how this league is playing now so what happens next week if, who do we play next week Newcastle so we've Newcastle at home alright so we win tomorrow night we're a point behind Leicester they have a game in hand but we probably play before they do next weekend like no they play Thursday they play Thursday so if yeah. they went to get a result and we got a result yeah we get a result against Newcastle you're looking at going into Thursday then so yeah so you have um, you have Leeds against Liverpool tomorrow you have Chelsea against Brighton on Tuesday Wednesday Spurs play Southampton and Villa play Man City and Leicester play West Brom on Thursday um, Arsenal play Everton on Friday and then we're back to Saturday we play a half 12 against Newcastle West Ham play Chelsea and I'm looking there for Leicester's oh, next game which is home to Palace game. I think Leicester's two next home games are West Brom and Palace so and they, got, they need six points if Leicester they don't get, it, yeah. if you don't get six points in the next two they won't make top four because mm. they won't get maximum points from the last four or five I don't believe and there'll be some run if they did but I don't think they will because they have previous Phil so, says, um, Phil says breaking. There's a statement in 10 minutes. I presume this is with regards. I hope it's not Chris's health. I hope it's, um, I hope it is with regards to the UEFA, um, Super League. Uh, Kieran Thorne backs it up. He says announcement at 11.15. Um, so we'll get off here in the next five minutes and we can all watch the announcement, um, in the comfort of our own homes. So go on. It's a game by game situation now, Gav. Um, all you can do is win your next one. So. Oh, here we go. We can't get away from this now, can we? No. <laughs> Announcing so. 10 minutes, Brian and Leipzig going in now as well, apparently. Yeah. Tell your grandkids, where were you when you saw the announcement? Watch it, Johnny Lawson. Watch it, Johnny Lawson. It was fucking gorgeous. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's just a case, Shawnee, for you of just just targeting United are, are home and host City of yeah. course home and host so yeah. you just look at Leicester and you say to yourself just because do you feel if you finish above Leicester you make you make top four it's not going to be a case of finish above Leicester but yeah. West Ham yeah. and Chelsea pip you yeah yeah I think so yeah yeah. like all we can do now like if we win tomorrow I think it'll be a case of all but having to match Leicester Chelsea and West Ham for the rest of the games and with their results we should be getting ahead of them. Leicester next four games are winnable. I don't think so. Mm. Who's that? The next they've they've, they've got um, West Brom away, Palace no, West, away, West Southampton Brom. at home. Oh, West Brom oh. at home. Sorry, Palace, Palace away, Southampton at home. Or oh, Palace at home. Yeah, Southampton away. And Where are you Newcastle reading? Are you reading Wikipedia? I'm upside down. Fucking... I'm looking at upside down. Boy, just turn your phone I'm around, look at a property. Yeah, I've only realised that. So, John, you probably. Be, Probably agree that you need nine, ten from twelve there. They yeah. need ten from twelve there because they're not taking maximum points from the last 
couple of games. The games. last three yeah. are away to United, home uh, away to Chelsea, and home to Spurs. I mean, yeah, but yeah. I, I I think you look at they're, they're away to West Brom, away to Palace. Sorry, home to both of those. Um, away to Southampton, home to Newcastle. They're four absolutely winnable games. Yeah, but they need to win them. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, the but then when you, on, like, but then when you look at United away, United United could be will be more than likely out of a title race, which they're not in. But they're you know they will have no chance by then. So United could could be looking at Europa League final. Chelsea could be could be in it and. You know, could be looking at a Champions League final, and as well Tottenham. As an FA Cup final. You know, I think there's a lot made of Leicester's running. I think I'm I'm trying not to look at the fixtures. I'm just trying to look at Liverpool, and I I think you go in six five and a draw, and I think you're good regardless of what anybody else does. And of course, still far in the Spain nearly all season. I don't. Mm, well, it's it's an interesting one, um, lads. Before we get out of here, before the big announcement comes, um, Sean, you pick me a team. Oh, what, tomorrow night? Yeah, because of him. <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, for fucking the LA Lakers on Tuesday. The first winner of the Super League. For the Super League, I think Robert should get in on merit. to yeah. see him doing great stuff up there. <laughs> get the big boys up the pallet and get them across yeah. for an Aussie barbecue yeah. after the game. Yeah. Great. So what it's all about. That's romance. Uh, now, tomorrow night, I think we win 2-1, 2-1. 2-1. Are you going to pick me a team now? Yeah, Liverpool. No, pick me a team, Shani. <laughs> Pick me a team to go Who's out on the playing? pitch for Liverpool. Oh, the team? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, go on, pick Same. me 11. Uh, Alisson, Robbo, the two boys, Kabak, Phillips, Trent, Fab, Milner, Thiago, Jota, Salah, Firmino. Okay. Keith? I think the exact same, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go Alisson, Trent, Robertson. Probably end up the same now. Um, Alisson, Trent, Robbo, Kabak, Phillips, Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Thiago, Jota, yeah, Jota, Firmino, Salah. Yeah, I think it would go that way. So um, you have Wijnaldum in over Milner. Wijnaldum over Milner, yeah. Um, but there, um, predictions. Keith, I guess you go first. Um, 4-1 Liverpool Okay <laughs> Shani 2-1 Liverpool I'm going to go 3-2 Liverpool I think it'll be a yeah. cracking game All joking aside I think it will be goals in this game yeah. and it could be a mad one it could be a bleeding 5-4 5-3 job Yeah Hopefully uh, on the right side Hopefully and look all we can do like I said a, a bit of focus for Liverpool now and not trying to juggle things and I think it's, it will help us and hopefully we go and um, put three points on the board tomorrow against Leeds and look forward to Newcastle United and whoever else we have before the end of the season. Um, 6-0 the Reds says Avo 9-8 says Zed Malik. Um, okay. Um, take your points the goals will come. Um, it's been announced that Jonathan French football news breaking news the league has been announced. Apparently, um, Emma Kavanagh has uh, Alison Trent, Phillips, Kabak, Robbo, Fab, Genie, Thiago, Jota, Bobby, Salah. Um, same as me, I think that one. Um, oh God, it says that the the inaugural season is intended to commence as soon as possible. Yeah, you see, they're not under contract. They can walk whenever they want. Walk whenever they want. 
I, I know I'm not so sure whether that might not happen anymore. <laughs> Paul, Paul Smith said a statement, Super League has been agreed. Listen, let's all go off and have a look. Um, no, let's do another hour of this because we can no. it for the last hour and a half. <laughs> governed <laughs> by, by its founding clubs. You see, that that's the thing. It's 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 about power. It's, it's, it's absolutely yeah. about power. Um uh, Charlie Everett says the Super League is agreed. Um, so it's agreed, but you, you don't, we'll have to wait and see that as Super Tiger says, the devil is in the detail. Um, yeah, hopefully Liverpool go and, and put, do the business tomorrow night. Not that it means that now because, um, uh, <laughs> Sam, Sam Tandy says that the Premier League won't let us play tomorrow now. <laughs> um, you're not playing. Uh, the Premier League have taken that ball and gone home. Um, but now, look, we we have to wait and see um, exactly what what happens, and and ex- the devil will be in the detail. Well, somebody we said we had to be the fucking fourth club playing after this is announced, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Ravage uh, yeah. the refs and all. Yeah. It's gonna take Jeff Reeves' head off for a roundhouse yeah. in the pretty much. Let's go. It's um, it could get tasty, but listen. Um, we're back Toy to Sports scampering now for the TV rights for bleeding this new Super League. We're um, we're back playing golf um in in eight days, so that's very important to me. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, look, it's been a cracking show. Thanks to everybody for in the chat. There was there was loads, of, loads and loads. Of. The chat is always is always brilliant, and it was again tonight. Make sure you check out Tayrock watches um Tayrock.com. Brilliant, beautiful time pieces um, for oh, men man. and women, jewelries, uh, jewelry and gifts, and of course, day trippers fifteen for your discount at checkout. Of course, they did look after Davo and the lads, um, who put in an unhuman effort in March for Keen, which will bring them over the hundred thousand dollar mark once they get that final amount in, convert it into dollars, and then um, send it on to the GoFundMe page. So, um. Ben Ebbett says a great game preview, guys. Well done. Well, we could have went on and on, Ben. We could have went yeah. into different bits and pieces. But look, we could have done an hour on the Leeds game, but we don't want to keep us up on the, in fairness. Um, yeah. Tommy C says, worst game preview ever. What do you want us to do? Yeah, like, we predicted the, the team. We predicted the score. You know We've you know, you know, we can't yeah. not talk about the big bleeding elephant in the room. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know what we should do the next time? The next time something massive breaks like that, we're going to go, listen. We're not going to talk about that because yeah. Ben and Tommy wants to talk about this yeah. League Cup game at home, the Rotherham. And we're going to donate, we're going to dictate that an hour and 15 minutes of that. We might do five minutes at the end of European football being turned on its arse um, because Ben and um, Tommy said so. So that's how it goes. All right. Bjorn Eagle. Bjorn Eagle. I'm actually good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not gonna forget. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. We'll, it's, we'll see. Watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having the crack on our boys. It's very it's worrying. Bjorn Eagle Haig. Like dark, dark day, to be honest. Bjorn Eagle Haig, um, who I think is a Manchester United fan, said he loved the preview. Thanks, Bjorn. Um, and the next time we might release another show for you with just an error on European football being turned yeah. upside down. While Ben and Tommy listen about that League Cup game, but Ben and Tommy, I'm only buzzing, I'm only messing with you. Um, look, we only we do an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes. We try for them what we can, and we we did discuss this before. And I went, listen, the majority of people are going to want to talk about this. Yeah. And listen, when we were doing the preview, you were telling us it was all being fucking announced. You were going on about Bayern Leipzig and everything. Minute, so, nine minutes, eight you, minutes, <laughs> yeah, eight it was, minutes. yeah, it was like a countdown to New Year. It was. Um, I was just waiting for the for the points to come in from the Russian judges. Um. <laughs> 
But look, that is uh, the Fatback 4 for tonight. Uh, Grizz will be back um, next week, um, I promise. Um, he just wasn't well tonight, genuinely wasn't well. And good to miss the discussion as well. The Forum will be back tomorrow night, um, of course, with a match reaction to Leeds. And then the rest of the week will follow on. We might have more on this um, Super League stuff come um, probably Tuesday night. Um, and midweek fixes Wednesday, so there could be more like there again. So, um, yeah. We'll see how we get on. Uh, ben Ebbett says he loves it. Ben, there's no coming back from that, buddy. Um, I'm being honest with you. Shani was hovering over the block button there, weren't you, Shani? Yeah, I know he's entitled to his opinion, even if okay. it's wrong. Uh, okay, because Shani is the Minister of Blockage, so you never know. You might get unlucky at some stage, Ben. I'm only messing. Uh, that has been it. That has been the Fatback 4. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like as well. Hit a like on your way out if you can. And um, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. Over and out. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Sports Social Podcast Network.